This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris, and with me again, Jared Mariyama. Jared, nice, how are nice you direct doing today? approach. Direct approach. Same <clears throat> as know, the last six months. Yes. <laughs> um, were we doing this weekly before, like when we re restarted in uh, May? I think was it I don't, that regular? I don't know. I everything's a blur. <laughs> Because <laughs> now it's like we just we're trying to do this regularly again, and we have this format where it's uh, what do we eat, watch, and do, and it's I don't remember it being so difficult to like remember things within a week. Like it I feels think so it was, quick. I think it was every like, other. There's week. not enough. Maybe because it feels this time I'm I was, I mean obviously you eat and like watch stuff and do stuff every single day, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you, you only want to pull the highlights out for this show. <clears throat> if but that's it what feels we're doing. like it, it, <laughs> this is just, this is a highlight reel everybody loves it uh so i do have a, some news in the art design kind of collector's e world that i wanted to talk to you about did you hear about mondo closing their physical gallery space i did not i i did not hear that no so uh there was some chatter in the master of one podcast slack channel yeah um I guess so it's it's very bizarre because Mondo hasn't directly commented on this. Wow. However, there is another company that is posting pictures of their new office which is the former Mondo gallery. Oh. So it's not it's not like, you know, this is going to maybe happen. It's like another company has moved in to their space already. Wow. Um, so I don't know if it's like just uh, like they're going to another location or if they've shut down that their physical space altogether. To me, Mondo is kind of they're bigger than a gallery space now. <clears throat> so it almost like and especially during these pandemic times, like it, it doesn't make sense to have a physical space. And I'd imagine that like, I don't know, 90 percent or more of their sales happen online anyway so it was probably just turned into a really expensive warehouse so i don't know you know what happened behind the scenes to lead to this decision but it's kind of interesting to see that they no longer have a gallery space like it's so difficult to tell right now because we're in the thick of it right now with all of this Uh, obviously Mm -hmm. these things are responses to what's happening with the pandemic Um, And it's making people rethink things. I think, you know, we were like we said before, we were getting towards this point where physical space was more of like a vanity thing. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, like it would be, you know, you don't need to have a physical gallery, but it's so cool to have a physical gallery so you can host events and sort of do launches. But majority of that with the sales were probably coming from online, I would assume. Right. Then people walking up and buying something off a shelf. So I think obviously that's going to be the first thing to be jettisoned in a case like this where no one's coming to your store. So now you're just paying for a very fancy uh, storage unit, basically. Um, Right. So like that makes sense. It's unfortunate for how these things roll out 
<laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. then it makes it sad to hear like, oh, we didn't hear that this was closing, but now we see this other thing. That's that's a tough way to do it. Yeah, that's uh, the weirdest part of it is I don't know. Uh, like not that they need to have some sob story explanation or anything, no, but it would have been... I feel like it would have been better for, to come from them and they can kind of craft the story a little bit better. Of course. Yeah. As to now, like everybody's just weirdly speculating as to what's going on. Here's an example. Like say you have a gallery and then the next day someone puts a tarp over the sign <laughs> and now they're selling Star Wars stuff. It might be a little yes. jarring. It could be a little jarring. Exactly. Right. 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 I, I could so, see that. Strictly hypothetical, yeah. of course, but I could understand. Exactly. Oh, no, I see totally, where you're coming totally. from. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> Uh, and I don't think that, uh, so going back to the Mondo thing, like I don't, it doesn't seem, and again, this is just speculation, doesn't seem like they're struggling or not doing well. Like everything that I see, a lot of their limited stuff is still looks like it's selling out. Sure. They've expanded from just posters and t-shirts into board games, mm-hmm. uh, toys, puzzles. There's a whole slew of products coming out of Mondo now. Or again, it's much bigger than just a gallery. So I don't know if this was just inevitable um, or part of a plan that just happened prematurely. But and then so going back to what you were saying about it's fun to have like these live events. Yeah, it's way more cost effective probably to just do a pop up shop maybe a couple times a year. That's right. So you rent out a location for like two weeks or a month maybe. Um, have a fun little activation and then so here's here's my business proposal <laughs> here's my business proposal for you mr squared go we mm. buy a good size shop and it's a blank slate and we just book it for the year and say oh okay mondo why don't you come in and do a show for a month and this other you an artist you can rent it for a week or a weekend or something mm-hmm. like that and we just fill it up and in the meantime in between we'll just do our own shows <laughs> So during the pandemic, you feel like this is a good strategy? This is when we buy the place. <laughs> uh, there's, um, yeah, so I, I do like that idea. And we've actually talked about doing some live event stuff behind mm-hmm. the scenes. God, the di- most difficult thing would be the location because that's going to make or break you. Yeah, um, for sure. And then obviously, if you're going to a really good location, the rent's going to be super high or... Yeah, I don't know, but I that still could be think a fun idea to yeah. play with. Or like I like my other idea of let's just be the treasure truck. <laughs> yes. Let's just I love that too. Pop but that, up somewhere again, and yeah. Like how do you they so that, that works so well for Amazon because they have such a huge following that is uh internationally like mm-hmm. recognized. So they could literally stop anywhere and there are Amazon users in every single city across the country. Right, um, right, right. Of course, of course. So I don't I don't know if we have that Well, kind of I mean, pull. I think the advantage we would have is being in this area, right? Like a lot of stuff happens in Los Angeles, Southern California in general. I think you could, um, you know, I mean, again, all of this would be a vanity project, right? Because your sales would come mm-hmm. from online so that you can reach the rest of the world. And that's a pain in the ass in itself, right? But um, right to have that physical thing, I think everyone still kind of dreams of that of that thing. You know, it's not like yeah. a it's not like a barber shop or something where you have to be somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. for people to, I guess you could do a drive a drive. Up <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> do you follow uh, Clark Orr? He's mm-hmm. a he's yeah. done so he's got a, like a sub brand or I I don't know. I guess Clark Orr. And Hellcats is his company is mm-hmm. like M squared and Squared Co. So his Squared Co is Hellcats. 
and they have a physical gallery space. Right. Or not, I guess it's an office space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, I, th- I like that idea too, where you can have a physical office and the opportunity or ability to do events in your office space. But again, it goes to like, you're going to have to pay that rent no matter what. So, so do you think there's a lot of variables that go into it for sure. But answering this question right now, do you think it is ever vital that you have a physical space for, for, for what we're talking about? Not in general, not a grocery store, obviously, you know, even they (laughs) have an option to, to just be a warehouse. Right. But I think like the, the landscape of retail and consumerism is all changing. And now it seems like with technology and, I don't know. We're moving towards the Wally lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Where you just sit back and do nothing. Everything comes to you. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's almost going to go like full 360 where majority of people don't like you don't need um, physical spaces, but it's going to come back around and be cool again to go to a store. Boutique like, kind of thing. It, it's yeah. It's like a. I don't know, the experience becomes cool again as opposed to the necessity to go to the store to buy something. Mm-hmm. It's an excuse to go and experience, I don't know, walking up and down aisles or looking at a show um, or something like Candytopia and Museum of Ice Cream, like getting able to do this interactive thing. I'm just worried that it's it's going the way of like the movie theater where, where we both enjoy the physical act of going to the movies, but you it's right. not required to see something to go to the movies. We just we're, we're supporting that concept. Right. Um, and so I'm worried it becomes like that where this new generation comes up and says, I don't care. I've shopped on Amazon since day one. I don't, mm-hmm. f- I don't feel this like nostalgia for going into a store anymore that, that we do. So I, I am concerned yeah. about that. Cause obviously I love there, stores. There would have to be a different type of pull for that generation. So mm-hmm. The teenagers now, if they're not interested in shopping and they grew up, like you said, having everything delivered to them, right? there may be a different need or a different draw to get them up out of the house and into a store. I was thinking like how we were talking about um, <clears throat> every store, every physical space is going to have to be like the museum of ice cream. You know what I yeah, mean? And, and sort of temporary. Instagrammable yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's where the cool factor comes in. Um, but you brought up movies. I did. This is another thing I wanted to talk about. So I think this is so bizarre that these big production companies are doing this. So they keep pushing movies back, which that part I understand. Mm-hmm. But why are they assigning a hard date to it? So like when the I'll use um, Black Widow as the example. So it was originally supposed to be released in May. Mm-hmm. Then they pushed it back, like, I don't remember. Let's just say it was some a later date in the summer. Then they pushed it back to November, and now it's pushed back to May of 2021, so like a full year. I understand that they need to have, like, dates in their calendar because that affects the other movies that are going to be released. Yeah, yeah. But why do they tell the public, and, like, it, why can't they just say postponed and like don't assign a date to it because to me it kind of makes them look stupid like they keep shuffling this date around and flip-flopping it back and forth why not just say postponed and we all understand that movies will not be released until like the climate changes and every people are more comfortable going out because right now there's 
It's so, very sporadic. The movie releases, if any. The key phrase so there, the the fault in this explanation you've just provided is we <laughs> all understand. You can't say that about anything. We don't all understand. I think everyone has a different concept of everything. Because I think what's happening here, a lot of these decisions, one, there's so many moving parts, right? It's not just mm-hmm. I'm a dude releasing a movie. It's huge companies it's huge sections it's like well if we're going to do this and we have to do this and and then we're going to run this um you know ad campaign or we're going to do all this promotional stuff so you have a million people just in the business of it being released probably hovering around it so now like um say something like wonder woman right does that Mm -hmm. mean the toy releases are now held back until after the movie is released probably does so now we have to contact target and say oh that thing we were going to have hold that until you know, Target's like, when? You know, we okay, well, we're looking right. at this. So, And then I think there's also this thing, especially right now, where it's like political. It's not that it will be safe in December. It's that mm-hmm. we can't tell what the public opinion will be in December, you know. And so it's like, okay, we'll just set a date and then plan plan again then, you know, like make a change then. I think they just have to keep doing that so that they can sort of set up Mm. and break down, set up and break down um, until they eventually just say, forget it. It's going to streaming. Um, And then, you know, that's a whole different thing. Uh, But I think you can see like break my heart. You look at how the um, exhibitors responded to Disney's recent announcement that they're going to focus more on streaming. They're angry about that. the, The thing hasn't even physically taken place yet. And they're already mad that that's the future. So I think it probably Putting a hard date, even though they know it's a soft date, appeases a lot of people and and sort of puts things mm. in motion around the second, third, fourth date um, and stuff. But that's all. Right. I'm assuming that's what. Because I was trying to think, like, if my gallery show say got canceled, I would want another date, not just a. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2022 is when it's going to be safe, so we'll plan. <laughs> they um. Speaking of like merch released in conjunction with mm-hmm. one of these titles, uh, you know this. I am a huge sneakerhead guy. Right. And I was so if you didn't know this, Jared and I played around with doing an Instagram live thing where we're reviewing different products. Um, I really want to start bringing in sneakers because I buy so many shoes. But coincidentally, I got a Reebok collab with Wonder Woman that I do think that it was supposed to be in conjunction with one of its earlier releases. Sure. Sure. Um, and it, I don't know how that, especially now because everything is so chaotic, mm-hmm. like if Reebok's like, Oh no, we still want to get this out. And like how that relationship, like who dictates when these releases can happen? Cause obviously the shoes out, but the movie is, has yet to be released. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure originally they were supposed to be close or kind of, yeah. Parallel each other. Probably um, after, right? Like, because it was supposed to be yeah. summer, right? The Wonder Woman. It was supposed to be, I think, June. And then again, again it got pushed back and pushed back. And now it's tentatively coming out in December. Mm. Um, but again, we'll Who see. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, last thing on movies. So again, kind of going back to the... Okay, wait, wait. Are you going to show those shoes uh, on the when we do a live or something? Or, or what's the deal with that? We will. I will at some point. Okay. I've got... There's so many products that I can do for this. So I don't know. I was actually waiting until the movie came out. So it'd be kind of makes sense. Timely. With... Um, yeah. yeah, timely, I guess. Uh, but who knows when 
Okay. That may or may not ever happen. Okay. So movie theaters, like, they kind of reopened. And I think when they first did, they were a little bit, like, they tried to go back to as normal as possible with, like, their scheduling being pretty big and, like, having a bunch of movies playing throughout the day. Now they've scaled back because I think people are still not comfortable going to the movies. So it doesn't make sense to have all these screenings and probably they lose money. Um, but Regal did something really interesting. I don't know if you heard about this either. Mm. They reopened in September and now they shut all of the theaters down again. Yeah. Uh, just recently. Um, this is something that like, I am so small and don't understand business in this scale, but it's, I guess they're, we're losing more money staying open. Mm -hmm than if they were to just close again. Right. Um, and that's a that's an interesting thing to me to like wrap my head around because it's like <laughs> a little bit of income is still, I don't know, like that is still more of a deficit because of like staff and all that you have to pay to be open. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult thing to wrap my head around. I get it in theory, but it's still interesting to see uh, such a major chain make that type of a decision. Yeah, I mean, again, who knows how these things run and everything, like, um, as far as, you know, that they obviously should, they have some metric of, like, at this rate, we're going to make this much, and after this long, it's going to add yeah. up to this, and, you know, and, and um, you know, and is it a precursor to something more permanent? Like, you know, if we do this, we can keep these open for this long, and then, Otherwise, we're going to have to literally close buildings, you know, like we can't keep these buildings and stuff. I really don't know. It's obviously going on so long now that it's affecting these even big companies in, in terrible ways. Can you imagine what it's doing to these smaller companies and stuff that just do mm -hmm. not have a chance of coming back or, or, or sort of waiting this out? Um, it's just it's heartbreaking all the way around. But, you know, when it's these big companies, like we said, like Regals or, or AMC or something that you kind of feel like, well, you guys have a plan right like you have enough staff and you're big enough to sort of figure this out right um so i don't know it's it's hard to say what goes into these um what goes into these decisions especially because it's so open-ended that we don't mm -hmm. know like oh it's not like oh everyone's back to normal in may you know we don't right. we have no idea and i mean like you said too it really the big part of it is the the people like mm -hmm. you, you can't tell when someone's going to be comfortable to go Right. Where it's going to make that big of a difference to box office sales where you can go, you know, back to normal. Uh, I wish they would start doing more uh, um, more drive-ins, more uh, outdoor things and stuff like that. But again, we're getting into winter where that's not going to be, you know, it gets darker earlier, but then it's going to be raining and it's just hard to predict. I don't know. We live in a, a place where drive through can happen probably 365. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there are some, <laughs> you know, Disney plus has a drive-in thing going on and, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. But, I uh, saw that, but that seemed more like red carpety. Like you had to be a special person to get invited to that Disney plus thing. Mm, I don't know. I didn't really look. I just it. saw that they're uh, on their Disney Plus account. They're showing like red carpet premieres, that, which is a drive through. Um, but I don't know if they I, I have no idea if they're doing that. They were doing some things specific. like at the Rose Bowl and that was open to like D23 oh, members and like they showed Empire Strikes Back and it, they're like they're not like projection screens. They're like these huge, huge TVs. 
basically, oh. you know, like, but I heard it would look really, really good. Like the, oh. that the, um, resolution was pretty amazing for such a big screen and they do. So basically because like, I don't know if you saw pictures from the Rose Bowl one, but they have like two huge screens and they're back to back. So you have cars on either oh, side, you saw either side. So oh, there's cool. two screens going and things like that. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I considered going, but nah. My big complaint about that, a drive through thing is the sound is always awful. Like, it, cause if you either do the FM transmitter, like it, yeah. ne- that never works very well. If it's the stupid speaker that's hanging on the hook that you put in your car, that's awful. The best it, sound you could get is if there is like a ton of speakers, you know, like concert style. But then depending on where you are, you may not get it. And the fact that it's open, um, open air, like, I don't know. There's a lot of variables that go into that. I thought it should but just be just an app. Picky. I thought it would be like an app or something that you can just. I'm sure that. That could be a, a good option. But you know too, when yeah. you do the FM simulcast thing, which yeah. I think a lot of them do because that's the easiest guarantee that everyone's getting. And these places aren't set up as as drive-ins in real life. So I think it can't be the... It's a quick fix. The terrible that, yeah. yeah speaker that would practically break your window when you <laughs> when you <laughs> hung that big Flintstone-sized speaker on yeah. your um, but do you have to keep your car running the whole time? Well, not running. Oh, yeah. Like that was on. another question I had. I don't know because. I'm like everyone's uh, battery dying while you're sitting if there. If you and- leave. Yeah. If you leave your car off, then your battery's going to die. And if you leave your car on, like, I don't think that's good for your engine. Like, I don't know. There's a. Yeah. that's. And then like all the other cars too. are around you just gurgling out all the exhaust, you know, like, is that uh, yeah. awful? So I don't know. That's an old fashioned driving question that I never really figured out like how is everyone's battery not dying did you go to drive-in movies like growing up or when you were younger really young and then we did it in high school as kind of like this is hilarious you know like Mm -hmm. um, but it was the big chunky speaker that you put on your window and it was just a shitty speaker yeah i remember going to a couple when i was younger i saw total recall Um, (laughs) oh nice the two that i saw um the fugitive (laughs) There which I was go. probably too young to see, and Jurassic Park, oh. um, but I don't, I don't remember like the sound stuff. Probably I remember wasn't the speaker important. being in. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember the car being on. Yeah. I mean, I went when my like my parents, I guess, took us when we were infants because that was like a date. They, you know, they can leave the house and just throw you in the trunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think I saw like Dumbo at a drive-in, but I wasn't. It's more for my brother, and then I was just like an infant at the time or something like that. But I don't remember. I certainly don't remember that. We were just talking about this too, though. Isn't it funny how you hear a story so much of your childhood that it feels like you remember it, but you're like, I find it kind of difficult to know that I remember it. Oh, man. But you picture it. You formed a picture in your head, so now it becomes the thing. There's there's so many... Yeah, again, I don't even know if you can call it a memory because you just told it so many times. Yeah, there's a lot of stories, I guess, that it's hard to... And even if you do remember it, the retelling gets kind of forces its way into your actual memory. So you can't tell what's what anymore. Exactly. Can you... What is the furthest back you can remember? I mean, obviously, you don't remember huge chunks. You remember one little thing. Like So like I say, like I do remember seeing Star Wars and I was five and that's a pretty vivid memory but that's pretty young at five even i think that's pretty young but i do remember preschool and things like that oh i do have random preschool memories Mm -hmm. i this is the 
dumbest. Uh-oh. You know, kids just do dumb things. Yes. So Adults I remember in do. preschool, there was a game that I would play. And I, this, I'm so embarrassed that, that I ever did this. So we got, we had like paintbrushes um, on the playground for my mm-hmm. preschool. And I would just dip it in water. Yeah. And pr- thought I was painting like poles and fences and stuff. And it, in my head, I was like, oh, man, I got to get this done by recess before <laughs> recess is over. And, you know, it's just water. So within like 30 seconds, it's it dries. Gone. Yeah. So I'm like, did one post, go on to the next one. By the time I'm on the third, the first one had dried. I'm like, what the hell? I already painted that one. <laughs> so it was just like constantly. And I never at my like, I don't know how you are, four or five years old yeah. brain could not wrap my head around why I had to repaint this stuff was this a uh, special preschool or (laughs) (laughs) uh i was a very special student (laughs) before you became Um, chess king yeah oh that was that that was a little bit later in my life i don't know i mean that's an early memory yeah but but that's why it's kind of funny that you can remember certain things and then other things just don't oh okay one quick one there's one that i like this is going talking about the retelling of the story getting jumbled with your memories Mm -hmm. so i guess i have always loved pizza most kids and (laughs) humans do love pizza right right so my mom always thought it was fun to ask me like oh what kind of toppings do you want on your pizza and i would always say broccoli oh and i i hated broccoli but i think i said it once and Uh, like yeah people laughed yeah like that became the thing exactly it's like a reward but i don't know if i'm remembering that or if this is my mom telling me that i used to do that all the time right because the memory that i have is even as a kid remembering that i don't like broccoli but saying it to get that reaction uh little little performer from the beginning huh yeah (laughs) so this is i had to have been like three years old at this point um yeah but i I kind of remember that, but don't know if it's an actual memory or not. Well, then, like, so as you get older, like, then I think things like dreams start becoming like, did I, was that a thing? Or did I, <laughs> you know, like, or did I have a oh. dream? And I think that's a thing and, and everything. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of, I think it's only oh, going to get worse until you lose your memory. Spe- okay, now I got another, this is just a flood of memories coming back See? to you. This this is another performance one. <laughs> I remember seeing the newsies oh, and then geez. going to my preschool and like trying to reenact and sing the songs on the playground with my friends. I like how your preschool <laughs> syncs up with my years in college. I think that um <laughs> No, I Newsies was what? Is Newsies an 80s thing? Was that uh, or 90s? Super early like early 90s or late 80s. Yeah. I think it's early 90s. So it had to be like 91-ish, 92 maybe. I like how someone at home is listening and screaming at the uh, thing. It's like, 94. 1992? (laughs) Oh, was it? Uh, According to Wikipedia, released April 10th, 1992. So I was five years old. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I was right. Uh, I was right in my observation. That makes me feel kind of sick. Okay. (laughs) Uh, okay, you want to move on to our fun yes. three questions? Sure, sure. All righty. Uh, let's start with the easy one. What did you eat? So okay. I don't... Okay, yeah. you go first then. Oh, I go first? Okay, what are you going to... Sure. Well, all right. Nah, we, 
we can go back and talk about this. I ate uh, Milk Bar, my favorite, my all-time favorite. Mm. Oh, I really want to hear about this. Which um, I love, but, um, you know, it's not great. I wouldn't say they're the ultimate cookie, right? And I know you would agree with me on that. Yes, yes. And it's, I think it's definitely, it's good. Like the it's best some- store-bought or something, maybe. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting you say this, because I just watched the Chef episode where they go to... Let's not get ahead of bar. ourselves. Let's not get ahead okay, of sorry. ourselves. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I think the problem with Milk Bar is that they pre-package all their cookies, right? It's not like even when you mm-hmm. go in that you can get like a fresh one. Everything is right. pre-packaged, which don't you think that's a little weird for that place? Like, you think they... Uh, I have- feel like for... Th- if you go to the location, they should have like a fresh section or like Or even if it's option. a really small batch where it's like, oh, they're gone by 11 or something, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. No, I agree with that. Totally. So they're expanding like crazy. Um, actually, it's taken a while. You think this would have happened earlier, but they're in Target now. So they have their package stuff in Target. So I did pick up a box of the cookies that they sell and they're like little. The, the ones you buy in the store are pretty big. But these are like... Uh, oh, why didn't you give me any of these? I forgot to. I had them on the counter and then I forgot Son to Son of them a to. bitch. So they come in a box, but then in the box, they're individually wrapped. It's two cookies in this little pack. And uh, it's all the... It looks like it's mm-hmm. all their, their classic flavors and stuff like that. And they do have so another... Which flavors did you get? This is the cornflake chocolate chip marshmallow mm-hmm. cookie. Confetti is my favorite, of course. Um, but that they didn't have that one. And then there's another... Um, they call them crumb cakes or something that's in the refrigerated section. So you have to look for those there. But they're in Target and Whole Foods, I think. So, um, And I think they're pretty consistent. Uh, maybe it's just a mental thing. It does feel a little bit more packagey cookie like this. Yeah, that was going to be my question. You know, every time you... The further you step away from, like, mm-hmm. the origination or whatever you want to call it... Um, I feel like you've got to do different things to make it last longer. Right, right. Shelf stable. So, yeah. Right. So I'm curious. And like the further, again, you get the, I don't want to say the quality goes down, but it's a, it turns into a different kind of cookie at right. some point. Right. Or I agree. whatever the product is. Um, but how do you think that compares to getting one of the store-bought ones? Um, I think there is something going on there where there is something that's a little different. A little different. And the yeah. size actually makes a difference too. Because, you know, a big cookie is so different than a small cookie. I, I don't know if that's just mm-hmm. a crazy cookie person, but right? Like how it breaks, <laughs> how the center is compared to the exterior. Whereas a small right. cookie, it's a fairly consistent, Pretty consistent bake. Yeah. yeah, all the way through. So um, see, I'm getting my... Um, British baking show. Go ahead. Nice bake on that. Good flavor. Oh, cute. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did watch the the chef episode for milk when bar. they went to Milk Bar and Christina Tossi Tosi the 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 founder of Milk Bar. They made some cookies and other baked goods. The cake. But it's so so to me, and the reason I love the chef show, it is so interesting to see, like, it's like part science. Part design and part like, I don't know, just entrepreneurship. (laughs) Yeah. And like they kind of wing it almost. It's like the artistic ability to like make a call, a judgment call in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating to me that it's because all of my baking experience or like cooking experience is all off of somebody else's recipe. Mm -hmm. And I'm like following that almost to a T. And they're just like, oh, yeah throwing in a little bit of this and they'll smell it or taste it like oh it needs needs a little bit more salt or needs a little bit more flour whatever and they can just tell this on the fly it's so fun to see them 
like messes around with all these different ingredients and it like it's one seems just intuitive to them and seamless. Yeah. Um, and then also at the same time, it's like so precise. It's a it's a fun thing to watch. I think um, to me that I mean, I love cooking shows. I, I'm not big on competition. That's why I stayed away from Bake Off for so long, because I just I don't mm. like competition shows. But uh, w- with the chef show which is what I was going to talk about actually for watch. So oh, I'll shit. figure Sorry. something else out. I've watched a lot. <laughs> I've watched a lot. There's plenty. Uh, but Favreau so good on that. Like he's the perfect vessel vehicle for this thing. Like he is so, so likable. Yes. And, this. and, and, and they're not snooty about it. So like Roy Choi, the other guy, right. Mm-hmm. He's a little more serious about it. Like, well, you can't do but that. But he's grown on me. Here. The more yeah. that I watch it. He's a yeah. good foil to Favreau. But I think mm-hmm. he's, made more appealing because of Favreau like um and then anybody yeah. they bring on seems to be kind of on the same page as them it's fairly casual but Favreau asks good questions and he knows enough about cooking that he can ask good questions it's not sort of stupid questions or um you know uh, he doesn't act the whole show like I don't know what I'm doing you know it's not it's not played for laughs like that um so it's it's a good show really good show and I went by I watched yeah. them all very quickly of this new part one season three or whatever it is yeah i love this show um and it took me a little while to get on board because most of favreau's characters are kind of like obnoxious and arrogant like anyways he, he was never like a likable he didn't have a lot of likable characters really so See, I i've kind of, always thought of him as a likable guy like i like him more now than ever before but are um, you sure it's not just because you he you met him and he no, no 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 because like vince vaughn was kind of the goofball and in, in swingers like and right he was sort of the sad character in that, <laughs> that movie <laughs> and even like he was on friends remember he played like the millionaire mm. guy on friends and that was kind of a sad character too and I don't know. He just seems like a... He's kind of douchey as in the Friends one, though. No! Really? <laughs> he was like the hidden uh, millionaire. Like, he was, he downplayed it, remember? Like, I don't know. Anyway, it's a good show. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's nice if you were yeah, to be able to start one. right now from the beginning, because there's a lot of good ones. And they go by very fast. Very fast. Um, okay, so I'll just say my one eat thing really quick, which we both uh, okay. had. Yeah. It's the Halloween Krispy Kreme. So I... If you listen to this show at all, you know that I love donuts and Krispy Kreme is one of my favorites. I also love a good gimmick. So anytime Krispy Kreme does one of their gimmicky flavors or limited edition colorways or whatever you want to call it, um, I always go and pick them up. So this month is obviously Halloween. So I went to get the Krispy Kreme Halloween donuts. and. I so there's four. There is one that's a traditional glaze that just has like Halloween colors on it. There is a chocolate werewolf donut. There is a vampire one with jelly that's jelly filled, and then there's a Frankenstein one which is cream filled. First of all, the the way that they like decorate them super cute. Yep. I that's that's the part I probably love the most. Yes, by far. Which was your favorite? decoration or like this was a character. tough one um i don't like jelly donuts 
Um, mm-hmm. Same. Uh, <laughs> these are literally all about the decorations on this one. I, I don't think there's anything pioneering here flavor-wise or even interesting. Well, I think these right? are basically these flavors already exist. They just decided to use the icing and flavors, it's like colors in a different way. Just so much icing <laughs> because they have to get all that decoration on. There's little eyes and there's different colors. And mm-hmm. I think one was like a cookies and cream kind of element to it like on the outside as part of the decoration i think it was just i think the frankenstein one or something had it i don't know it was just to me these just tasted very sweet (laughs) so i wish there was something to kind of cut it um (laughs) yeah what was your favorite like the way that they dressed it up though which character frankenstein frankenstein the werewolf one was very like elaborate which is that was was the one i liked the most because they they had like this piping on Mm -hmm the the icing where it looked like fur almost right like it, it didn't but i mean yeah, obviously no, you're, you're working within a round baked good so you're pretty limited <laughs> with what you can do but within those limitations and the fact that they're pr- having to produce like hundreds if not thousands of these every single day mm-hmm. i thought the designs were fantastic and i really liked the the werewolf one and i think they had i don't know if it was literally cinnamon toast crunch but they had yeah, like the the ears were these little cinnamon toast crunch looking squares. Yeah, 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 kind of a cop out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it made me think that it was going to taste like that, like it was a cinnamon. Yeah, but it, donut that one was basically just a chocolate regular. glazed yeah. donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I love Krispy Kreme. I love a gimmick. This was all there for me, so I had a. <laughs> this is a lot of fun for me to eat. Uh, it still makes me miss sidecar. Like, I think I'm going to have to do a sidecar run. I'll let you know. Cause yes, cause I, I, again, I well, think my favorite is that just a plain Krispy Kreme the, glazed the, like, Oh yeah. For Krispy Kreme, that one's the best. Yeah. Um, I do like to stray away from those. Like I said, anytime there's a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and even at sidecar though, my favorite is the most generic one there. The butter and salt. That one is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Especially, if you get it hot and eat it warm from the bakery or yes. the donut shop, instead of like going home and warming it later, if you can get it warm from them, that's the best. It is for a donut fan like me. It was life change. I think because we ate it, we we got a bunch. <laughs> we weren't staying. We got a bunch and we were gonna leave, uh, but then we ate like one, and I was wary of that flavor anyway, and just changed my life <laughs> that one was so good but i do want to we yeah we do have to get those because i don't want to miss out on the their seasonal flavors yeah and i think they're going to end up doing they're going to switch it over to christmas flavors as well which is going to be more gingerbready and peppermint stuff so now we get like the pumpkin apple i think there's um, some apple and there's stuff. a few other ones yeah, yeah i think there's four seasonal ones that are probably going to change sometime in november we need it to be sponsored by sidecar the Squared Co podcast yes. is sponsored by Sidecar. Uh, Do they sell stuff? I was thinking, I'm like, I should get a T-shirt. They have. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure they have hats and like coffee mugs. Yeah. I, I know that the workers have shirts, obviously, but I don't know if those are for sale or not. I want to. The yeah. past few times that I've been there, it's been during pandemic time. So like and early on. So the way that the lines worked were different. Yeah. So I don't I don't remember what the inside looked like in terms of merch for sale do you ever um, uh buy a t-shirt and end up you can't wear it i hate that so much like, like when the sizing yeah like i oh, fall yeah. i'm kind of like small medium it really depends on the the brand because it varies so yeah wildly. You know what drives me crazy too is 
I'll buy, so I'm between a large, extra large right now. And like it, even within the same brand. Yes. So I buy a lot of Nike stuff and it's like a Nike workout shirt in this cut or whatever you want to call it fits me in extra large. Yep. But then if I go to another one, extra large is like enormous on me. It's like yeah, a dress. Yeah. Or like and tight torso, to a, but the, the, the sleeves yeah, are too then, big. You know, or the if neck I go to a large on one, it's like res- totally restricting. Yeah. Um, it's I don't it, the sizing on like company to company and even within its own brand is like it's very inconsistent. And then you wash it, and now it's a brand new shirt. Like, oh, okay, now it's a different fit. That <laughs> <laughs> that's right. What I yeah, because especially a lot of most of the time, t-shirts are just cotton, so mm-hmm. those will suck up. Yeah, they'll they'll shrink in different ways. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, and I don't know if this is because I. You, I clean my whites on hot, but my yeah. white shirts shrink a ton. Yeah, definitely hot. We'll, like, we'll do that. I, I almost have to get an extra large just because of the shrink factor. I think because with the colored things, it probably gets treated, you know, so like it goes through a process before it actually. Differently, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the, like I had a Blue Star t-shirt and it like I'm standing there like, oh, do I get the small? Do I get the medium? And I, <laughs> you know, you think you can look at it and tell, but you can't obviously try it on at oh, a no. donut store. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, ah, I can't tell. And so, yeah. If it's what, something like that. So a lot of these you go type big. of shirts. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go big because I'll end up more than likely just wearing it in the gym. And like I'd rather have it be a little looser fitting than super tight um, but again it's like it's so about the fit in general because it could be big but big in a bad way you know where you're like oh i don't right. i don't like this i hate that i hate when you spend because you have to pay like a crap load of money when you buy these specialty store shirts you know so you're like i'm gonna spend 30 dollars on a freaking t-shirt and it's gonna <laughs> just sit in the drawer so yeah that's my uh that's my drama There's all right old man old man rant for yeah. this episode all right um that's all i have for eat there's actually another thing but i can save it it's not that exciting Up to um, you. yeah let's move on to watch so we already talked a little bit about yours which was the chef show i've got two things that i want to bring up um one of the first one is it's an older show um and i am actually surprised that i to memory have not seen you do any fan art here or we go merch from this property here we go um gravity falls have you watched ah, the show of course i've watched the show i haven't that, watched it front like, to back but i've i've watched it so i was like you um before disney plus where i had just caught a few random episodes mm-hmm. on the disney channel like here and there yeah um, but i always really liked it and i really like the character designs i think the premise of the show and the location is really fun yep with all these sort of cryptids um existing in and around Gravity Falls. Uh, and again, the characters are super cute and fun. I really want to do or find time to do some sort of a, a fan art piece. But I, because of Disney Plus, I'm watching the whole series from start to finish. I'm yeah. like six episodes away from finishing season two, which surprisingly is they only did two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done a deep dive into like why it was canceled um, or they didn't extend for a third season because I don't want to spoil the last how it ended. But do you know, like to me, it seems like it has such a big fan and like cult following. But that might be something that happened after the fact. Do you know like anything about why it ended the way it did or was it meant to only be two seasons? 
Great. Do you have any info on that? I, I really don't know much about... Wait, Gravity Falls is only two seasons? Yeah. No. Or at least... That's that can't all... be. Wow. <laughs> I, I guess there's a lot of episodes though, right? There's probably... Uh, there's like, like a... 20-something per uh, per season. Oh. No, but I, um, I remember when it was wrapping up that it... Um, that it was concluded that, that they weren't going mm. into it, not knowing there was okay. going to you know, be a third season. I know that it did wrap up in the way I think that the creator wanted it to, because there was a big, that's good. There was a big run up, I think to the end and they did a whole marathon thing. But I, for some reason it just seems like it's always on. And it's, I thought there was like a billion episodes. So I didn't know it was yeah. only two seasons. I felt that way too, before I started getting into it and like watching it from start to finish. Um, it is a really fun show. I, again, there's a lot to love about it. I'm surprised that it only lasted two, but I'm happy to hear that it kind of it had a an Finish, ending because yeah. that's that's the worst when, especially if it's a good show and it just ends prematurely. Yeah, um, yeah. that's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, for sure. I'm doing the same thing with um, Steven Universe. Um, I never watched that show, and now I'm watching. I'm trying to watch. Isn't it from that front still to end. going though? No, I that ended. Like There's a oh, lot of like extensions of it, I think, but uh, the mm. the core series, I think, did did wind up, and it's one of those kind of like Gravity Falls, I think, where there is a like an arc, like it it, it does finish. Okay. Uh, but um, I'm not even that went on that for a, a lot, lot of seasons, though. That yeah. one is sort of like um, Adventure Time, where each episode is made up of sort of two episodes you know like they're okay. two short yeah. episodes short. um so there's a lot of episodes but they go by very fast and there's so far there's kind of a sameness to <laughs> to the structure so mm-hmm. you so you kind of kind of get it but um yeah that's that's a I, cute show there was um i forget the brand but i guess they had the rights to produce merch for steven universe mm-hmm. and i got his pink jacket with the inside. It's like a varsity jacket with the inside is like a star pattern. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's one of those stupid things where online you've got to commit to a size. Yep. So I got extra large and it is like enormous on me. <laughs> and it took, I stupidly bought it and like just like kind of put it in the closet and didn't try it on until after the return period was over. Yeah. So I'm stuck with this, it is a very cool jacket, but it is way too big for me. So it's it, just very disappointing. Isn't it funny how things like that, like the idea of returning something, like that thing will sit out. Like you're okay, I got to keep this out because I'm gonna, I'm gonna return it. I'm gonna do it. And how you can just mm-hmm. procrastinate literally until it's too late, as well, if that one, yeah. you're trying Online's, to do it. <laughs> Online is even easier to do that because you've got to like yeah. print out the return package it up. put it in a box you've got to go to the mailbox or post office um that one i feel like is a little bit more forgivable uh but it i'm disappointed because they don't sell this jacket anymore so i can't even like do an exchange yeah. thing it was i think it was i want to say it was a pre what do you call it a pre pre-sale thing where they pre-order only, yeah pre-order yeah they only made as many as were purchased yeah 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 but see heartbreaking heartbreaking yes that's why we need a we need a marketplace for uh like things that are like Uh, never wore it you know never took it out of the package or or like i got two of these or something like that where you can just that's why i did that 
I did that purge at uh, DesignerCon, remember? I'm like, (laughs) sold all my old toys. We can't do that this year, though. I know. That was kind of fun, though, right? Like, come right now. Like, if you want this thing, it's... I thought it was cool that people are like, oh, do you still have the thing? Like, like they had your Instagram up. Do you still have the Simpsons toys or whatever it was? Exactly. I mean, they were great prices, right? I'm like, the whole bin of Simpsons toys for like 10 bucks or something. Yeah. It's kind of funny what sold and what what didn't sell, but that was kind of a fun way. It gets people to come to your booth and like those are the people yeah. you want, right? Those are collectors that are at these things, so it's great. What did you watch other um, than the chef show? I'm watching the final uh, season of Shit's Creek, uh, which is great as always. Oh, that's right because it's on um, Netflix. Uh, Netflix now. Yeah. So I couldn't wait because so we actually I bought tickets. I love to go to this. Oh my god, I can't think of it. Paley Fest every March. Mm-hmm. It's uh they have a panel of different TV yes. shows. And I every year for the past like three years, I think, with this year excluded. The best um, year ever. Thing. Right. Yeah. And this year I had tickets for Schitt's Creek and The Mandalorian. I got you had tickets Schitt's for Creek you to tickets? Yeah. I had tickets for you to go with me to see the Mandalorian panel. Yes. And it was literally like the week COVID hit and like everything shut down. Yes. And that that's another thing. We're like, oh, don't worry. Save your tickets. We're going to do it in May. And then May came around like, oh, just kidding. It's never happening. So See, that's where I'm kind I of got, a jerk about this stuff where I'd be like, no, stay home. Be safe. This is crazy. This is unprecedented. Oh, wait, Mandalorian? No, we could. We'll be OK. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm super bummed. But because... I think when the the panel was for Schitt's Creek, all of the season would have already aired, or yeah. the final season. So I like made it a point to watch the final season. What did you do? Like get Pop TV or something? Or um, so I used my mother's cable subscription, or like you can log into Pop TV oh. with a cable subscription. So I mm. used my mom's cable just to watch the final season of Schitt's Creek. Yes, that's a fantastic show. Do you get emotional when you watch it? Like I haven't, episodes? I haven't finished this season yet, so I don't know how it ends. Which sounds emotional and stuff like that. But um, there are moments. But oh, it, I love these characters so show. much. Uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I, of course, I like David and Moira and stuff like that. But I think Alexis might actually be my favorite character. Oh, she is so good. Yes, and like the way that. Her character grows, but also stays the same. Mm-hmm. Is so good. Like I seeing the growth, it's really fun to see um, that the change. The characters do change and kind of mature, mm-hmm. but she still has that like that core sort of bitchiness to her. Is so good. It's um like I said, it it could have been a very easily throwaway character. It could have been like a Kardashian character or something. You know what I mean? Like just a shrill. Yeah. Uh, unlikable person and that's kind of david david plays more that part i think but she just does so well with that role like i think any other actress it would have been hard to make it that appealing Mm -hmm. for her for her being that way but just so funny with just the simplest facial facial expressions and smiles and just i love there i think it's for both of them because they're both sort of like bratty yeah uh yeah. Conce- like selfish characters but you pair that with like kind of having a heart for their family and it makes you them like i don't know super likable so on one hand you can you can relate to them complaining about something or bitching about it and then you also can relate to like the i don't know the human side of it where they're actually 
nice. Like, to... yeah, like Moira is really an awful character. It's just very fun to watch. Like, it's hilarious and it's fun to watch. Like, she, you know, she's. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. And perfect. her inflections on how she says word yeah. is so good. Like, it's one of the rare shows where I'm actually laughing out loud. It, it's it's funny how rare it's it is so for me good. to laugh out loud at at shows. Um even when I love them, you know, I'm not like, like I was eating while I was watching, I did like a spit take actually like, <laughs> like watching that show the other night. But yeah, that's a it. series that I think I could rewatch like mm-hmm. I don't know, every other year maybe. Um, yeah. And still find it really, really fun. It, um, I'm kind of savoring it. Like I'm not like just, you know, going right through the season. Oh, too that's fast, smart. So, that's really yeah. good because like it's, uh, I don't know. It's, I'm really disappointed that it's over. I think that they could have continued with more seasons. I feel like, and again, I'll never know this. I'm trying, I don't want to be a dick, but I feel like saying that this was the good place to end is kind of like a cop out. I feel like they could have done this for another two or three seasons. I wish it was like, still um, be good. Like British TV, like they could come back in five years and do a season. You know, I mean, it's getting more common here now too, but like, yeah, do a season where you sort of check in where are they now? you know, or, or, or even a special or something like that. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see why, you know, it's nice to end it when it's good, not when it's like, oh, everyone's tired. Of right, it right. Because I think with streaming, I almost feel like it's a sooner expiration date than like network TV. So like with Stranger Things, I, I'm so done with Stranger Things right now for some reason. Like I didn't even watch yeah. this last season. I, I love the characters and everything, but I found it very hard to get through this last season for some reason. I feel the same. There's, um, I don't know what it is, but after we've talked about it before, it's always, I love the first season, struggle through the second, and by the third, I'm like, meh. Not, yeah, not even, not into it, but for, yeah, Shit's Creek, I've loved every single season, every episode. So are you bracing yourself for The Mandalorian? Like, here we go, second season. Uh, Yeah, I can, I feel it already headed that way, because... I don't know. Like I love Star Wars and that world. And it's so cool to see. This is what I wish the movies did is take a brand new character, like no real hard ties to the Skywalker saga. Yep. I mean, obviously there's actions that like, right. Um, affect his trajectory and like the environment, but it's not, there's no characters that are influencing his story. From right. It's the, the surrounding world. It, it's not, right. it's offshoots I, of that story. I would love to see them do a movie like this, which I think is coming eventually, but I'm afraid that as this picks up steam, they're going to go more uh, fan servicey. That's mm. the fear. Um, but who knows? I'm definitely hopeful and I'm excited to watch season two. I think these offshoots kind of work holding my best breath. as a TV show though. Like, cause you can really explore the characters, you know, like with these other ones, you can kind of jump right in with a movie because we know who this character is and where they're going to end up or, or something like that. Um, with the TV series, I think you get, cause if you look at just one single episode of the Mandalorian, like that would be sad if it was contained to one two hour movie or something like that, you know, like I couldn't pick one episode out of here and say like, okay, if this were a two hour movie, would that be as satisfying as seeing this whole thing? Cause like I said before, it's not a perfect show. There are, there are certainly mm. weaker episodes than the other ones, but what they get right is so good that it makes up for, for all of that. I don't know if that would be the same case if it was a film, you know, 
Like, mm-hmm. think how long it took for you to kind of like the IG-11 character. I don't know that they would have been able to achieve that in in a film and have it have that same emotional resonance where by the end you're so sad at what's happening to him. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. It'd be difficult. So I really love this series format for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll you, see. The... Um the next one they're doing is Obi-Wan, right? Or is there another Star Wars show that's supposed to come before then? There's a Cassian series, uh, but I don't oh, know that's it, right. if that drops before or after, especially with this interruption. So we'll see. Yeah, everything's kind of up in the air. The other, all right, so the other thing that I watched, uh, and this can be a quick one, it might be surprising to you, but the NBA Finals. Ah, me too. Um, no. I, I actually grew up as a huge basketball fan um but at, in my like adult years i stopped watching sports um i think i got back into basketball this year because of the circumstances so obviously all sports and live events shut down for a period mm-hmm. and they were only able to bring back the nba because disney so there's so many like interesting facets to this story yeah Disney World opened up their doors to a part of their uh, campus, I guess, which housed a whole sports facility. So they created this, what they called the NBA bubble. Yep. yep, And it's basically like once you get in, you have to be tested and quarantined for two weeks before you get released to like, I don't know, general public within the bubble. Yep. Everybody knows this. If I know this... Everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> so just the fact that like it happened at Disney World, they were in their own little city, in their own little world, yeah. made it that much more interesting. Um, there's zero fans in the actual stadium, but they had them like projected on. I don't know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. You could purchase a ticket, which I think is ridiculous, just to be projected on a screen in the stadium. So. Yep. As the players were playing, you could see me or whoever bought a ticket sitting at their computer looking at their screen watching the game. I thought it's a little silly. Like You'd have to be either really wealthy or a super fan to want to spend hundreds of dollars to get yourself digitally projected. Like I don't think you got any other perks, really. Oh, people love that kind of stuff, though. It's like when you see yourself on the Jumbotron. I bet people would pay just to be like... Yeah, I'll pay to be shown up there on the big. Well, yeah, obviously, um, because yeah. this thing happened. Um, but anyways, yeah, it was fun to get re, uh, I don't know, get back into basketball for a season. I don't know if that's going to transition over to next year. This is the now, most basketball I've ever watched in, in some time. Oh, you watched some too? <laughs> no, just because I went to two oh. Lakers games this year. <laughs> oh, See, I was yes. their good luck charm. That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun to watch again, getting back into basketball. I don't, so basketball is supposed to end in June. It's obviously much later than June. Mm-hmm. The new season is supposed to start in like end of October, November. I'm curious to see like how this all shifts moving forward. If they're going to. Oh, they're going like, to just shift. start right back up. I don't know. Oh, like normally, oh, oh. A no- the normal season they'll do preseason. I think October, and then like I thought they late were still October. negotiating how many games it was going to be for. I think it's next year they were talking though. Yeah, I don't know because yeah. it's all so different, and like they're obviously not going to have um, 
it be live anymore or with is, the is, audience. Uh, so is football still moving along at its football is happening, but I hear that they're getting a lot of positive mm, COVID tests. tests. Yeah. Yeah. So because they aren't doing the bubble thing, they're still traveling and practicing. Um, uh, so yeah, they're not being as cautious and it's affecting their season. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen are we are we heading towards a February um, Super Bowl or no? Isn't it February normally? January? February? Yeah, um, I think because they started when they normally do in the summer, uh, unless something crazy mm-hmm. happens to really throw the schedule off, it should be. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Mm, crazy. All right, that's all I got for watch. Do you watch anything else? Uh, no, Chef Show, that was it. I mean, gosh, I'm just watching a lot of that British Bake Off, and there's plenty to watch. So, like, that's just kind of constantly on. So, that's really <laughs> been taking up my time. Who's your, have you gotten to some of the host changes? Yeah, I just, I'm just starting that. So, I finished that. Netflix also has one that's called The Beginnings, where they take, they just show one of the older seasons. Um, and I, I really like Mary Berry, so I'm sad that she's not on the new one. So I've been sort of holding out on that. Oh my so. God. But did you see the new old lady? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, oh yeah. Oh my, how cool are her outfits? <laughs> Every single episode. I'm like, holy shit. This it's lady is rad. Uh, the play by play guys. Like, so they completely changed those two, right? The oh, two the, guys. um, do you, are you with the long straight? Yeah, it's the first guy? one. So it's that guy and then the other woman. And I know she leaves eventually he's a he's a bit jarring at first but he yeah. grew on me yeah he i'm like he doesn't look like he fits there which is great that that's kind of in like the feeling of the did show did you did you ever watch uh, the it crowd uh, uh i think it's a bbc show i've seen episodes i wouldn't say that i watched it though yeah so he he's a a character on that oh okay okay um but he's not a main like he pops up from time to time he's not one of the main characters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. But he he's a he's a funny English actor or British actor. So that's uh, it for for right. watch for that's me. It for watch. All right. So the last the last question is what did you do? This is the only thing that I have is what we both did, and that is our IG live session that we had. Perfect. We talked about it a little bit earlier in this episode, but Jared and I are going to try and start doing this more regularly. If you missed it, I think it's still posted and available to watch on Jared's channel. Yep. It's in my feed, actually, um, too. So you can link to it for from, from there. Instagram. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I actually, so to be completely honest, I thought it was going to be much worse mm-hmm. than it was. Yeah. Um, not to say that we did uh, an exceptional job, but it I was did. better I than did. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I had a lot of fun. So I think the only critique I would say is, we went longer than yeah. we probably should have. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, try to jump into it a little bit quicker and just get to our points because I think, and I think you would agree for something like Instagram live or Instagram TV, people are going to watch it in like short bits. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we have a, it was more or less a 20 minute podcast episode right. that is just video, but we are going to be trying to do that regularly where we review something that we have purchased um, and just talk about that that product and that purchase uh, or something that we have been gifted. So right. hoping to do that regularly. Again, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, we've, we did this before. We tried this before 
a long time ago, uh, and it was a disaster. And I think that's what. Wait, made wait, me- okay. So <laughs> I forgot that we did this before. Yeah, we did do it once. Before. Did we even did it? No, we did it a couple times. But was it the one that I'm remembering? You came over and we had a live unboxing of your. Uh, was it Kingdom oh, of Oh, Kingdom of Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did unboxing of an entire box. But I don't think we even re- shared that. I think we recorded it and we're so embarrassed that we didn't put it up. That's right. It wasn't live, or, right? We didn't do a live thing. I think we recorded it and then it we didn't put it up because we sucked. Okay. It, so. But we had done another one previously. Um, did we tr- We tried to do it with Mike and Cole. We did. Was that for? Oh, yeah. We did. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this, but we tried to do... <laughs> And this is even this is gross because it was a live eating of chocolate, a reptar bar. Um, I got my hands on reptar bar chocolate and I sent uh, one to Jared, one to Mike Anderson and Cole Roberts from Scary Movie Ice Cream Podcast. And it would have been gross to watch us eat chocolate and show our brown green tongues. Mm. So I'm glad that one didn't work, but that was an attempt to do something like this. But we did one where we did do Instagram live, the two of us. It was, it was a mm-hmm. nighttime thing. And I, I do remember cause we were reading the comments and we had a lot of technical difficulties. Like the internet connection wasn't great. And we were, <laughs> we were coming in and out. And then like one of us would drop for a long time and oh, have to come back yes. in and it was just a fiasco so that's what i was bracing myself for with this one that you know it's going to be like just technical difficulties that we're doing live on on camera and it wasn't that that didn't happen so that that's a big part of it but i agree they need to be shorter we need to jump right into the thing that we're doing um maybe 10 minutes like cut that thing in half at least because i think even 10 minutes is a challenge to yeah to watch to commit i think it really depends on the thing so we'll give you actually this is going to release probably the same time or after our next one Hmm. all right so give something away (laughs) i don't know i i just i was going to say that or like promote it but i think this is i don't know the timing of this um but anyways we're going to do it regularly uh if you don't already follow we're going to do it more often and or jared yeah. we'll see about regularly we'll see. <laughs> but i think we want to do it more often because i think it is nice to be able to show stuff especially because we seem to be showing a lot of stuff on this podcast which makes no sense at all mm-hmm. so it's nice to be able to like show the toy we're talking about or show the thing we're eating we might do some gross eating things not gross but i mean it's just how exciting is it to <laughs> watch us eat stuff but um yeah i do think another thing like so i was thinking about this at one point I thought about like, oh, maybe it'd be fun to do a podcast episode with you like together in the same room or if we get a third person to kind of have like a round table or just an open air discussion, mm-hmm. where we're all together because like, as you know, having a conversation in person, you have a different dynamic, but I don't know if I would be able to handle like <laughs> having doing this with you in the same space, like I'm so used to doing it this way Mm. that it might be weird to do it in person. So going back to the video thing, it actually was more comfortable being able to talk to you through the screen and doing it that way. I think I know being in the same room would be fine. It depends on the situation, because I think sometimes it's good for the people in the room and it's difficult to Mm -hmm. watch because you can't hear people or like people are talking over each other because there's too many 
Like when we did it with Master of One, remember that? We did mm-hmm. do the group where we were all sitting around the table eating cookies. Remember that? Yeah. So that was kind of fun. And, and, but it, I think it, it was fun for us and maybe difficult to watch uh, as a spectator watching something or, or listening, mm. listening to the thing. So uh, I don't know. Hard to say. It's a different energy for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think I was a little bit more relaxed in that one because it was not my responsibility for the show. Like they, they had to deal with whether or not it was going to be any good and like dealing with editing and all of that. So we really just like showed up and ate cookies. So it was yeah. great for yeah. us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, it's a different, it is a different energy than, than doing it this way. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. There's no big plans for this or anything. We're just kind of trying it out and seeing. I will say though, like getting past the awkwardness of being on camera and also watching yourself be on camera and then <laughs> having that, scrolling going by and it's so tiny oh, so much stuff going on and you're trying to read it and not like just stare blankly in the camera like you're reading on camera <laughs> um, and then i like i was waiting for you to come on and it took two seconds but it felt like i was on there for an hour by myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh um, I, like, I think yeah. um there's there's a lot of variables to it for sure yeah and then so another thing is like if we were to do an instagram live thing versus like a produced video that sort of dynamic changes as well Mm because like you're saying you've got the live questions coming up so you can interact with people live versus doing a pre-recorded thing where you're just talking to no one Mm -hmm. that's the thing that's really uncomfortable and awkward to me is talking just to the camera or talking you know theoretically to people that aren't there. It's it's a weird, weird thing. Well, I always just feel like it's us talking to each other. Like when right. we do so this that's what now, makes it easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what it has to be because it's weird to talk directly to the audience. <laughs> yeah. I think. But yeah. So that's <laughs> my any- do too. Oh, I didn't good. have anything to do. I mean, the gallery show is opening, I guess, depending on when this drops, it's either open or it opens tomorrow. <laughs> right. So it's... We'll we'll just we'll be smart and say the date, which is Friday, October sixteenth. Yes. So if it is before that, you have to wait. If you're listening to this after, lucky you, you can go to the Gallery nineteen eighty eight website to see all the pieces. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the show a little bit more yes. with you before we sign off here. Um, so this, I'm trying not to like laugh or be cheesy with this, but I cannot take it seriously. I was trying to say that like, oh, this episode is brought to you by Squared Co. Printing Mm. and segue into like a fake ad, but I can't do that seriously. So I will just say that. Do it in post. (laughs) We, (laughs) I'm starting to like up until now. And I think, God, within the last like three years, if it hasn't been a Disney product, the majority of Jared Mariama merch we have printed and produced, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, since I've known you, yeah. I, I'm starting to, and up until now, I've always done printing as like a friend for friends. So other people that have been on the show, Dave Pryor, I've done some printing for Mr. Lou Lander. Um, I've printed for, there's a handful of other people, all of the... A lot of the shows that we did that I curated, we did the printing for. So Cute Couples, um, the Aliens show that we did with Sinopolis, Princess Bride. There's a bunch of other shows and artists that we've worked with to um, print. And now we're starting to offer that as a service. Um, And Jared's show for 1988 is, 
don't know, I'd say you are currently our number one customer. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But I wanted to talk a little bit about, so this is awkward for me and I know it's awkward for me asking you this, Uh like to be super candid, but just like about the experience working with me regarding the printing, I will say that the, and not to toot my own horn here, but the prints for this show in particular came out really well, like the colors. And I know you're always worried about gradients showing up on prints But because you work in vector, it usually translates pretty well to print files. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy with the way that this show turned out. I don't know how you feel, but... Is that the question? Is that... (laughs) How how do you feel about this, uh, the print... No, I mean, I've, like I said, I've used you since I've known you. It's great because I personally hate that aspect of it. Now, some artists like it. Like, they like to get into the nitty-gritty of printing and paper choices and things like that, all the more power to you. That's great. And I probably should be (laughs) more like that. And I I am concerned with quality. Like I want it to look good. I don't care how it gets there. Like I don't, I don't want to do that part. So working with you on this stuff has been perfect. There is the convenience, obviously, uh, factor. We live close by. I can take a look at things and and things like that. Um, That might not be an option for everybody, depending on what you're Mm -hmm. doing. But especially when I lived in, um, Northern California and stuff like that. It was convenient to have you do the, the printing. And then you actually delivered the prints to the gallery, which is huge. That saves a whole mm-hmm. process of like back and forth, like send it to me, then I send it back to them and things like that. So uh, for me, the the prints look great. I was happy with the quality of it every time. Um, and uh, there was, uh, I didn't have to worry about it, which is, which is fantastic. So yeah, no complaints here. Obviously I would recommend it to anyone who's, especially if you don't live around here and you want these things, um, you know, you're printing for these local shows and stuff like that. I think it's, it's great to consider. Yeah. That's a, something I didn't even really like, it just kind of assumed in my head, but I guess that is a good, that's a plus if you are, participating in a Southern California gallery show. You know, I'm not too far from 1988, so I'm more than happy to deliver stuff. Actually, speaking again, Dave Pryor, I delivered some prints of his to Gallery 1988 over the summer, and Evan Trout, um, I did some printing for him. And yeah, if it's within driving distance, I'm more than happy to deliver it. And that way you actually save on shipping too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You just pay for the printing. Where, where should they go then if, if they, yeah, if you want to reach out to you? Yeah, if you are interested in printing right now, you can just send us a direct message on Instagram. I am working on getting a website up where you can fill out a quick form that'll generate a request for me to come up with an estimate for you. Um, but I will share that information when it comes. If you are interested in learning more about this print service through Squared Co., Send us a message on Instagram and I will get back to you. That's actually how Evan Trout did it um, over the summer. Like I said, I printed a piece for him that went up at Gallery 1988. Yeah, it's pretty quick and easy. I'll get back to you, you know, within the day or so. But yes. yeah, if you are interested in some of the print services, contact us through Instagram. And also by Mac Weldon Underwear. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, like- You know, like... You hear the ads on yeah. all these other podcasts and like <laughs> yeah. you, it's always so cringy even listening to them because you know, it's like fake, but this is a product and something that I do and I like totally stand behind it and believe in it. And it's still so awkward and uncomfortable for me. Uh, it's called the squared go podcast. So what are you going to do like that? It's built into Whew. the thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. 
Um, we hope to be back in your ear holes, oh, no. ear holes, your podcasting rotation again. Uh, anyways, thanks again for listening. We will see you later. Bye.